Okay, so I want to share this uh, for whoever needs it about being a wife and a mom. Um, so I, I think a lot of people or, or not a lot of people, I think most women want to be wives. I think most women want to be mothers, um, not even necessarily because of society. I think we're biologically wired to want those things. I think women more often than not want a family. Um, and you want to do that with somebody, you know, typically one person, not several men. Um, at least most women, right? Let me say 51%. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyways, long story short, um, I'm going to give some tips and some steps about being a mother and a wife. Um, and the reason why I'm sharing these things, um, not because I feel like I'm an expert, not because I feel like I have them all figured out. Again, this is just, um, a part of this podcast is me also growing and learning things I did not know. Because I had not experienced these things. Uh, But now that I have experienced certain things, um, it gave me kind of a fresh perspective, a new perspective, an adult perspective, a mature perspective on these certain things. Um, So number one, I don't care what kind of guy you choose to do this with. You got to choose it with a guy who can stand the test of time. A guy you can trust to be there. A guy you can trust to, because marriage, motherhood, all of that, um, th- that's the big leagues. And you're going to have to do that with somebody who's equipped to do that. Um, so anyways, I- I'll just share a couple little things there and then I'll leave it alone. So number one, my husband and I, our number one rule, uh, we don't leave. We do not leave. Um, I think that's a pretty unique thing because people leave relationships so easily nowadays. You you leave for the most insignificant reasons. Um, and, and, and I'm speaking from the perspective of uh, insignificant, you know, as far as your feelings. I don't think feelings are a reason to leave a relationship because feelings change. So that's number one. Uh, we don't leave. We don't leave. We don't talk about leaving. It's not even a question. We have issues that where we, and we haven't got to that point by the grace of God. But if we get to a point where we're facing these deep, deep issues or blah, 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 because we've been through the ringer, um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it till we blow in the face. We're going to argue about it. We're going to do whatever we got to do. Um, we make it through anything because we are highly committed. I'm talking about highly committed. So that's our number one tip. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's an indication too of if a guy is going to stick around, not just words, but actions. My husband has not left me. I have not left him, uh, 14 years no matter what we've gone through, we choose each other, period. Um, so anyways, I think that's one thing. And then I would say number two, just like on a outside of the feelings part, outside of the commitment part, um, you want to get somebody who can, who is a self-sufficient adult, self-sufficient adult. I'm not talking about feelings. I'm not talking about cheating. I'm not talking about a guy who does X, Y, Z. Can he take care of himself? Because if he can't take care of himself, he's not going to be able to take care of you. He's not going to be able to take care of no family unit, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that would be my tip number two for choosing somebody to do this with. And then I'll say probably um, number three, what a person's background is, Um, looking at their parents, what type of family do they come from? Um, That really, really speaks to who a person is. 
Um, and again, um, people can change. They can go through therapy. So if this person has been through therapy or this person has done something to overcome their circumstances, I give all credit to it. But if you're dealing with somebody who has, who just does not have any family support and they haven't done anything to overcome that, you're talking about that's deep rooted issues. I'm somebody who has never known their father. That right there is something that never leaves you because that's the one thing that we're supposed to have parents. And when a person is missing either a mother, a father or both, um, they're going to be lacking in, in fundamental areas. So you want to make sure if you do choose somebody like that, they've done something to overcome it. Um, otherwise, they're going to be uh, very, very um, problematic mentally. So those are my three major tips for choosing somebody. So once you have chosen somebody, um, I would say um, probably the next step that goes into being a wife and to being a mom, um, you want to do this again. You want to do this with somebody that can do it. So next step, if you y'all want to have kids together, y'all want to get married together, y'all need to have that conversation on what that looks like. What are y'all what are y'all interests? What are y'all hobbies? What do y'all seek in people? I know. Go ahead and get it. What do y'all seek? What are what are the most important things? Oh. Um, I see people get married and they get married and they say, oh, we love each other or whatever your reasons are for getting married. Your reasons for getting married. Yeah, y'all love each other and butterflies and roses and all of that. But are y'all compatible? Are y'all compatible? Do y'all want the same type of things out of a marriage? What does the your husband want from a wife? What What are the important things he wants? I would advise you to sit down and make a list. What does he want? Does he want a wife that cleans? Does he want a wife that cooks? Does he want a wife that supports this? Um, does he want a wife? How often does he expect to have sex? What type of um, um, things does he want sexually? What type of things do you want in a mate? Y'all sit down and talk about those things um, and have that important conversation. I think it's a bad idea to get married to somebody and you guys don't understand fully and wholly what the other person expects from a wife and a partner. It's not going to be the same things as girlfriend and boyfriend. That's why you see people. Uh, be together for uh, a certain amount of time, even live together and function together. But then when they get married, they get divorced. So um, the standards, unfortunately, um, it, it goes up a little bit once you get married. There's going to be a higher level. I don't think people say it, but it's kind of this expectation that there's more coming from the relationship when you guys get married. I think on both ends, right? Um, I don't know why. I think it's like a normal human thing to be honest but anyways y'all need to sit down and figure out what y'all really really want um i see it all the time people will be in relationships and they're not even compatible i'll talk about this one girl that i know um this one girl that i know her and her husband been together for years they finally got married um and i don't say this to her but they're just not compatible. They're not compatible because they want different things out of life. And people think you can push past these things and you can make it work and you can this. But it's just it never really works because you essentially have to sacrifice what you want and what you need um, for this other person. And then you're constantly feeling this sense of resentment and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I would say step two, after you choose somebody who, you know, can stand the test of time, you look into what do you guys actually expect and want from each other? 
Like get down to the nitty gritty. What does money mean? Do, do joint bank accounts? Do, uh, uh, does this person expect y'all to be 50-50? Do you want this person to be 80-20? Do you want to pay more bills? Do you want to pay less bills? Uh, what type of mom do you want to be? Do you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you expect this person to support you being a stay-at-home mom? Um, does this person think you shouldn't be a stay-at-home mom? Uh, what about religion? What are you guys' ideas about religion together? You know what I'm saying? Do you want to raise the kids Christian and he doesn't believe in that? Or does he want to, you know what I'm saying? Um, what about going out? What about social lives? What is What are his expectations as far as how you dress and how you going out? What are your expectations for his? Do y'all want each other at the home most of the time? Um, or not at the house, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are the expectations? You know what I'm saying? What are y'all career goals? Where do y'all ultimately see y'all Where would y'all want to live in the world? Are you okay with just abrupting your life and moving to, I don't know, he want to move to Minnesota, somewhere to don't know about, you know what I'm saying? Like what, you know what I'm saying? Get down to the nitty gritty. You need to know before you marry somebody. Um, and then I'll say probably the next, probably the next biggest thing I would say is, uh, I, I'll say this last thing. This is the mom, cause I'm trying to just get the three big major things. So the next thing I'll probably say is, um, you guys' interpretations and expectations of what it means to be married, what it means to be, what it means to have a family. So let me expand on that a little bit. For me, I'll use an example. So if you are familiar with uh, Tiana Taylor and her husband, for example, they recently decided to go their separate ways divorce and are divorced or separate and what i think they separated now they're divorcing and uh she put some things in the divorce documents that said something along the lines of uh he was jealous of her career and i, I don't know a whole bunch of nonsense that you don't put in public documents especially when you guys have kids so anyways my whole point in sharing this is I thought what she did was very tacky, very classless. And the reason being is because what marriage means to me specifically is marriage is not something you can walk away from, especially when you have kids. Now, this is no judgment to anybody else, but when people walk away from their marriages, it's for them. It's for you. It's not for the kids. It's not for the family. Um, most kids that are a product of divorce end up suffering tremendously. The statistics are out there on how dangerous it is for kids to not have two parent homes, how dangerous it is for kids to not be raised in healthy households, how dangerous it is for kids to go through divorce. So for me, I would never be so selfish as to put my kids. Now, if my husband left me as him, but me and him are pretty on par because we've had these talks endlessly ad nauseum. We, we, we just don't leave each other. We don't want to be with anybody else. Um, we feel like we're strongest together. Um, we just don't see the benefit of being with anybody else outside of each other because we understand each other so well and we're so on par with what we want to do in our lives. 
But I saw that to say we have the same idea of what marriage means. You want to talk to this person that you choose to marry. What are what are their ideas on marriage and divorce? What are their ideas on the implications of divorce and marriage and the kids? You want to really see how they feel about that. Because my, my husband and I, we agree. We agree on the damages of divorce. We agree on being together through it all, no matter what. So anyways, I saw that to say, I think these are the three big things you want to consider when you want to go into being a wife and a mom. Me, I, me personally, I understand that's not something that you walk away from. It's a journey that um, has its ups and downs, but through it all, you grow and you become a better person. And this is truly a spiritual and beautiful um, element of life that I think all people should experience. Um but it makes me sad when I see so many people walk away because it's detrimental to the family unit. It's detrimental to the kids. It's detrimental to your growth. A lot of people think, oh, if you divorce a person and, and don't get me wrong, outside of somebody who is a pedophile, outside of somebody that is um, beating you, outside of somebody that is a murderer, you know, so I get those situations, but even those type of situations, you know that in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? If you got a guy like that, I probably wouldn't have kids with him because um, his genetics are going to be, those type of genetics are in him are going to be in your kids. Um, so anyways, long story short, um, number one, choose somebody who can stand the test of time. Number two, you guys sit down and be adults and really have the hard conversation on what everything about them, what everything, money, finances, family, expectations of spouses. And then, like I said, three, you need to know what marriage means to your partner. You need to know. Some people get in relationships and they're shocked by a person's responses or they're shocked. But I mean, why are you just saying ask? Just ask. Because me personally, I take relationships so serious. Even when I was just um, dating, when I was in high school, this is somebody you're connecting with. This is somebody that you're tying yourself to. This is somebody that whatever they do, it comes back on you. This is somebody that you are choosing to accept the good, the bad and the ugly. This is somebody that if you choose to have kids with, your kids will have a part of their genetics. This is not something that you take lightly. This is not something that you make a decision based on surface level things, feelings. This is a decision that you take into consideration wholly and fully. This is, this is the biggest and greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. There's no greater decision than who you choose to team up with and then not only that, have kids with. This is a reflection of who you are, what you are. And like I said, it saddens me so many marriages are ending and they end because of feelings. They end because of feelings. I don't know anybody that divorced somebody because it was the end all be all end of the world. Everybody that I know, at least for me, even working in family law for a number of years and seeing people come in with divorce, everybody divorces very selfishly. It's like a walk in a goddamn park for a lot of people. 
I'll share a couple of reasons why people have divorced um, in my experience at family law. Um, I know people divorce for cheating. I think divorcing for cheating is, again, a selfish reason. You can't handle the fact that your partner is cheating on you when he was a cheater before you before you had kids with him. And then a lot of reasons why quiet is kept a lot of re- and I'm not condoning cheating. I'm just saying if you get with a guy and you know he's a cheater, that's selfish as heck to divorce him later on. Um regardless of how the kids are going to feel about the situation when you knew he was a cheater beforehand. I see if he up and cheated out of nowhere. He had you had never seen any signs, but you know, women marry cheaters and then you're like, Oh, he didn't stop cheating and I'm like Change is hard. People are only humans. And again, make no mistakes. I'm not condoning cheating. I'm saying it ain't about you no more once them kids come into play. Another reason, I remember we had a client and her husband was on the spectrum. He had Asperger's. I mean, excellent husband. He was not a cheater. He was a provider. He was highly successful. He loved the kids. And she was divorcing him because he had a social disorder that he was born with, that he could do nothing to control. And I get it. I can play devil's advocate. She probably wanted more romance, more affection, more this and this and that, which is hard to get from somebody who's on the spectrum. But I mean, God, dog. It didn't mean anything to her that she created three children with him. And the saddest part about it is, she waited until all the kids had left to go to college. She waited till she qualified for alimony and then asked him for everything. And that man, you know what he did? He gave her everything she asked for. That's why I had to get out of family law. I was breaking my heart. I know another relationship. A woman um, was with a guy and they were divorcing because she paid for him to get weight loss surgery. He lost weight. And he wanted to level up. He no longer wanted her. Because again, women, you got to be careful when you choose these fixer-uppers. You got to be careful when you choose a man who um, is not functioning as a man. Because at any point, somebody, a man who's really deeply insecure. Because men look at us for who we are. We look at them for who we want them to be. So men know to choose a woman they can afford. So when I say a man knows to choose a woman he can afford... You're not going to catch a man who's working at McDonald's going after a CEO woman. He's going to go after somebody's on his level. So men will choose what their level is. So when you choose these fixer-uppers, if they just so happen to change, and I'm not saying they will because change is hard, but people, some people do change. So if he decides to change, the likelihood of him leveling up on you is very, very likely. A lot of women don't really take that into consideration, but... Um, you choose the bomb. He he doesn't re- that you're not what he would choose. Unfortunately, you're the only thing he can get. So that's another problem with choosing fixer uppers. Fixer uppers choose what they can afford, just like most men. So you're not even what he wants. He probably not even attracted to you. Men know how to. One plus one is two for them. They can lay right next to you, and and do what they got to do to reap the benefits of you. Because they don't have anything else and they can't go anywhere else and they can't do anything else. 
That's why it's bad. It's very bad to choose a man who's unemployed because you better believe as soon as he gets in a better position, he's going to level up. You're not what he wants at all. But come on now, if you're unemployed and you ain't got no money and you find a woman silly enough to take you on and provide for you and take care of you, come on now. One plus one is two. It's a smart decision on their behalf. Um, so anyways, long story short. Um, and then, um, what's another one I've tried? It's very rare in, in, in the time that I worked in family law, law that I ever saw domestic violence, to be honest with you. It was always something silly. Even the whole cheating thing, um, I rarely ever actually even saw cheating. Um, it was always just women with feelings, women with emotions. That was most of what I saw. I don't want to be with him anymore because of this, or they found somebody else. What? And the saddest part about it is these are kids, man. These are these kids' lives. These are these kids' lives. And it baffled me to see people just be like, forget the kids. Mama need to be happy too. No, you should have did what you were supposed to do in the in the beginning and choose somebody that you can stay with long term. Now your selfish tale, and then I can't, oh, the one I can't stand. Where you drag the kids into it. Kids ain't supposed to know the intimate details of your relationship. So when the whole thing where kids be like, you know, I, I'm glad they divorced because they were arguing. Why did you let your kids see that, man? You know how detrimental that is for you to let your kids see. And don't get it twisted. I'm not saying me and my husband ain't never argued. I'm not saying we have never disagreed in front of kids. I'm saying you better make get man, you better be whoo. All of that nonsense, it plagues the children. And then they grow up into adults and they do the same thing they saw you do. It's damaging, man. You, you got to think about the community. You got to think about the family. You got to think about the kids. I mean, it's so goddamn selfish. And I'm going to even talk about myself. Um, my mom was young when she had me. You know what I'm saying? And make no mistakes, I'm not judging but God dog it, I don't have a father and I didn't do anything to cause that. You know how sad that makes me to not be able to have a father in my life, to not know what other the other half of me is like, to not know anything about my genetics on that end. As a matter of fact, every time I get pregnant, I get genetic testing done because... I don't know what I'm bringing to the table genetics wise because I don't have the information. It's selfish. It's so get I'm selfish and I'm so tired of it. That's why I speak on this. And again, I'm not judging anybody. I get it. You, you may have had fun with a guy. You may have been with a guy and you may not have been thinking about the situation. But get dogging for these kids. I could care less about what adults do. But for these kids, you got to be more mature. You got to be smarter. And he's saying you got to be perfect. But man, it is devastating the community, man. Back in the 60s, kids were born in a two-parent married home at a 95% rate. 95%. Today, 
Not even half of kids are born with two parents. It's like, God, dog. We just keep getting more and more and more and more selfish. More and more and more and more selfish. And I'll say this last thing. I think I said it on another podcast. I know these uh, gentlemen. Um, I know these gentlemen. And I think they're just amazing guys. I think they're so. But their mom um, decided to divorce their father. You need another one. Go get another one. Their, their, their mom decided to divorce their dad. And take their dad from out of the home. And the fun, the flaws that they have are a direct result of not having their father in the home. If you, I think there's a lot of love. I think people say, use the word love. But I think true love, I think real love is when you are thinking about the bigger picture. Is when you are thinking beyond yourself. Is when you, because Ain't no way in the world. I I thank God that I love my husband. I thank God that I don't have desire to love my husband. But it ain't no way in the goddamn world I would take that man out of the home. This is his family too. This is something. Marriage is something you create. Children, that's something you create together. How dare you make a decision on your own to destroy your family? How dare you? How dare you and forget what he did and his flaws and his problems. Y'all both got flaws and problems, which is why y'all are together, which is why y'all were attracted to each other in the first place. Women don't take ownership on that. But you get with these men and you say, oh, he's this and oh, he's that. What are you? Because you chose him. You better stay in it and you fight. For your kids, you fight for love, you fight for community, you fight to change the narrative. It ain't about you. And the byproduct of it is you grow as a person. Anyways, I'm very passionate about this topic. I've been long when I try not to go too far into these topics because the shorter they are, you know what I'm saying? I tend to get more listens, but if it's good enough, you know, I'll get I'll get listens. But anyways, nobody wins when the family feuds, man. You got to be we got to get back to thinking about the family. We got to get back to thinking about the kids. Just because you can't handle it. Just because you put yourself in a situation where you ain't woman enough to do what you need to do for your kids. That's on you. It got to be about the kids. It got to be at a certain point in life. You got to get to a point where it's bigger than you. You got to get to a point where you thinking about other people. You got to get to a point where you're thinking about the big picture. Because if it's always about you, you daggone right. You're going to always have an excuse to leave when it's just about you. It got to be about something bigger than you. That's how you grow. That's how we function. And I'm not no expert. I'm just saying I've encouraged. I've experienced a lot of growth thinking about the bigger picture. I've been through. I'm telling you, I said this last thing. I've been in situations where let's say me and my husband have the worst argument in the world. And I can take it to heart and I can feel some type of way. But I know what it looks like to get past that argument. I know what it looks like to see the other side of that. 
because we don't leave, baby. We in it for the long haul. We in it for us. We in it for the love. We're in it for the kids. We're in it for the bigger picture. We're in it for the family. We're in it for the community. It's so much bigger than just me and him. So anyways, have a wonderful day, man.